This is the IFF TV podcast. Hello, yes, and welcome to Irish Football Fan TV. It's Gerard Brown in the hot seat today, as you can see. I'm joined by Paul Nealon, who is in, I suppose you could call the uh, guest position alongside Gary Spain today. How are you keeping, lads? All good, Ger. Yeah, all good. Nice Monday to start the week now. How are yeah, you, nice Ger? Sunny, nice sunny morning so far. Hopefully it keeps up. So, yeah, I suppose kind of the big kind of topic point we're going to get on to today is, I suppose, seeing news kind of break last week, I suppose, COVID has obviously dominated the headlines for the last kind of uh, number of weeks. But I think only something like 0.1% of cases have come from outdoor activities. No act, um, cases have been confirmed from on-field transmissions while playing sports. So it really kind of does start to back up the point that should we really, and should League of Ireland clubs, be really pushing for a phased return of fans? Just, you know, similar to what we had maybe for a couple of weeks outside the Dublin clubs, the end of September last year, where they got maybe 200 spectators into a game, just to kind of get the ball rolling. Because I know we're very fortunate. We've been at games so far this season, but it's dead. You know, it's not quite the same. It's not the same buzz. And especially, like, I was at a game the other day, the Longford, and once we dropped they went three or four and up. Because there's no atmosphere, there's no fans, you end up zoning out the game. Gary, I suppose you're looking very well there in your, your new Treaty United jersey after their decent start to the season. I know you were very strong on this last year when the government announced uh, all sporting events were going behind closed doors and you really wanted the League of Ireland to kind of push for the, and challenge the government and say, well, where's your statistics to prove this? I presume a couple of months later, your stance hasn't changed. You know, yeah, Ger. I mean, as you said, th- th- we've now got scientific evidence. I think it's one in a thousand COVID cases are, are transmitted outdoors. And I mean, I think people have known that. And you see what what's happening in other countries. And uh, now... I agree it should be gradual and it, it should be small numbers, but I think we really need to look at getting back to normal uh, on, on things that are safe. And outdoor is is a safe way of starting this return to normal. And uh, I mean, and particularly if, if you take it around the country, even if you leave Dublin out of it, where the instances of COVID are still reasonably high, there are parts of the country now when there are very, very low case numbers. And particularly the clubs in those areas, maybe start this on a pilot basis and allow in, I don't know, start with 10, 15, 25% and everything. And uh, I really think it needs to be looked at. And I mean, I'm, I'm even looking at the national scale at the moment. It looks like we're almost certain to lose the European Games in Dublin and there's ourselves and possibly Bilbao. I'm just reading that Munich are going to allow in 50%. And I mean, the German government would be very conservative. They would take scientific advice. They would be very careful. They're going to allow in 50% fans in Munich. And uh, now I know a lot of the interest and everything in the Euros has gone out of it since we lost the playoff, but it's still huge prestige for us to be hosting those games. Um, It's probably a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And if we were to allow... 20-25% capacity in the Viva, we, you, you could keep the games. It looks like we're going to throw them away. And uh, I think this is a real opportunity missed in a safe environment. Uh, I'm all for following the science and being safe, but outdoor transmission is, as I said, one in a thousand. And I think it would certainly be worth at this point piloting a situation and not just in football obviously i'm totally biased and want to see it happen in football but the ga season is going to start soon uh there's still some rugby matches being played uh 
Leinster potentially, if fans were allowed, if they were to win their semi-final, could could host the final. There hasn't been a, a venue for that announced yet. And uh, we've got all this Rainbow Cup and everything coming up. So there would be opportunity for fans of all sports to get back and, and return some level of normality to society in a safe way. And uh, that's my view on it. And I'd love to, I'd love to see it happen. Yeah, I think probably the biggest concern would be just fans congregation in indoor environments, particularly like a pre-match tradition of going to the pub. But they're closed at the moment. And like realistically speaking, they're not going to open for another two or three months. So it's a golden opportunity where people are just going to be literally coming from their houses and there's going to be no mixing outside the ground. Paul, it feels kind of a bit weird to be asking you a question, but um, I presume you kind of would echo just what Gary has said there in the last few moments. Yeah, no, 100%. And it's just when you look at, you know, the clubs, and he's mentioned this, the, the areas with, you know, where there's pretty much no COVID or very low cases, you know, you'd imagine like smaller grounds could have people in and, and definitely have them socially distant. We've all been in grounds. Um, you know, covering the games media-wise. And if you look around the state, like there's loads of room you could just put people in and have them very much spaced out still. I, I enjoyed it when we were able to bring back a couple of fans there that, that time when we did just after the, I think, I think it was the first lockdown in the summer, we had small amounts of crowds coming in. I think why not phase that in little by little and see how it goes? I mean, uh, what did you say? 0.1% of cases. Yeah. So I, I just don't understand why where they're not trying to push it that little bit more. And it's the same. Like, I, I get annoyed even thinking about, like, the kids' football, men's football, just, that you know, grassroots and, and, and amateur football aren't even allowed to come back training or anything like that. And, again, it's just... It's like people are afraid to ask the questions to then try and get the answers. And it's just it just really frustrates me. I, I, I definitely think, as you said, it's dead going to games without fans it's like there is no atmosphere it's almost like you're going to friendly games i feel at the moment even though they are competitive fixtures but they all feel like and that's international games as well they all feel like friendlies right now and it's just it takes away the kind of enjoyment from the games look i i i'm grateful we get to go to games and stuff like that i really am but i wonder my favorite things about going to games is interacting with the fans and you know before after and, and during the game you know you, you meet fans before the game you might say meet them outside um, and just have a chat with someone you haven't seen for a while or even during the game you might meet someone when you're over getting a coffee or whatever at the shop um you know lots of fans of, of our show come up to us and i'm sure you have both have had it as well like where they come up and start chatting about the channel and you know they say nice things or whatever and you do miss things like that as well and obviously they're talking about their team and stuff like that and that for me i think is the biggest thing and obviously this match day experiences you know and i'm sure for people they love getting out they go love going to the getting everyone's journey i suppose to the ground is always different you know some people like to go for points some people like to get food some people like to do whatever their pre-match rituals and i think that again is is everyone's missing it right now and i think all the fans are you know chomping at the bit to get back as you say and i think something needs to be done to, to make that happen yeah i know like another today i suppose we're making kind of good progress in terms of restrictions you can travel anywhere in your county or 20 kilometers if you're on the border of a county you know you can meet with two people outside in an outside environment it's great for vaccinated people they can meet up with each other but and obviously all pupils are finally back to school some for the first time since december but like they're in classrooms like the government are allowing over a thousand people inside a building in a classroom but yet they won't even let them have a simple task of going for training 
outside and how great that is after a long day's study for them just to switch off. And as you said, Paul, you do kind of feel for the kids more so than anything else like that because well, we've all had a year lost of our lives, but like they've probably from a social kind of point of view, they've gone from interacting with their friends every day to now being just stuck in tablets and electrical devices of all sorts. Can I can I just say as I was speaking to Damien Duff at the Shelburne at the Game and Talk on Friday, and like he was even saying because obviously he's coaching the shells underage, and he was just like that after missing out in a year year's development, yeah. and the you know they're probably going to miss out like as, as long as it continues, they could miss out on another one. Hopefully, it doesn't. But he was just like saying, if you think the Irish team are bad now, like in ten years' time, it's going to be worse. Yeah. I hope that's not true, but that's what he said. And that's not that, the annoying thing about that is it's that's not based on the science. I mean, yeah. it's there's no as you said. I think you said it, Jared. There's no proven cases of transmission in meeting and training outdoors. And I'll go back to an example after the last lockdown when fans were were not allowed. And I won't name the club, but one club in outside of Dublin. There was huge congregation of the fans were meeting for every home game in the pub across the road from the ground and watching the game on watch LOI. And I mean that's that, that was pub. just pure in the pub. The pubs were open at the time. And I mean that is just purely daft. I mean, I'm sorry, but there's the pub is allowed to open and everything the rules have been followed. I mean, I'm sure they were in tables of six and ordering the yeah. meal. Now, whatever your nine euro meal stops you getting the virus or whatever. Well, that's well, let's leave some of the totally daft stuff we had anyway. But <laughs> you had the pub was absolutely full of fans of this club and uh, they were all following the regulations. They were all sitting in the pub watching the game on the big screen. But how I mean, how was that? safer than having them across, literally across the road in the stadium uh, socially distant. I mean, it just it does not make sense. And I mean, there really needs to be some sense. And another thing I'd like to look at, we're very fortunate in Ireland because I, I think the vast majority of the population are happy to take the vaccine when it's offered to us. And I think most people are pro-vax, but we're not doing anything to encourage vaccination and we're not allowing any vaccinated people to do anything different and I mean we have hundreds of thousands of people vaccinated many of them are keen football fans uh, I mean my father would love to go to the markets field and watch Treaty United he, he's got both both doses of the vaccine now he's fully safe I mean could we allow vaccinated people to attend sporting events I mean what would what would be the risk in that fully fully vaccinated people? Now, maybe that's a bit unfair on people who haven't got the vaccine, but it would be another way of encouraging people. Because I know in speaking to people in other countries, there is a lot of reticence to take these vaccines. And uh, it's... Uh, we're not giving any benefit. I see in America they're allowing fully vaccinated people to do all sorts of things. And there is no better country in the world for following science, for testing everything. I mean, if the, the, the FDA in the States approve a drug or anything, you can be sure it's absolutely rigorously tested and they're paranoid about being sued and stuff. And they're far quicker than us to allow vaccinated people to do stuff. And uh, I don't know, I think allowing vaccinated people to do stuff, at least outdoors, like going to football matches, going to GA, rugby, whatever 
whatever they they're into and want to do, I, I think that that for me is a no-brainer. Yeah, I think like even this is kind of one of, as you touched on there, we've been vaccinated people to matches kind of want to feed nicely into our next point. Like someone like myself who's a big lover of law sports, watching the golf at the weekend, there's people at us watching DFL in Australia, people at that and there has been for loads of weeks, even the A League and the football there as well. And this weekend we're going to see a return for the first time since December of fans to grounds in England. Well, Wembley for the FA Cup semi-finals, 4,000 people, followed by double that capacity for the League Cup final the following weekend between Man City and Spurs. I know it's only a trial experiment and it is to get vaccinated people to go to these games and they are a long way ahead of us in the, in the vaccination in the UK but even the World Snooker Championship that's starting next week which is indoors like there's going to be people at that like so even that one is going to make it very very tough to watch well obviously one is going to be great because it's going to be nice to watch games with, with a real crowd noise but two like very very tough to watch knowing that we're not we're still a long way away from not here in our own domestic game and three surely that has to be start putting the more pressure on Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I, I, I just don't see any lobby for it, though, or any um, any people making the case to to get fans back, to get things happening outdoors, and uh, that that's, I suppose, a bit frustrating for me. That uh, I mean, you see people lobbying. No, I appreciate jobs are very important, and, and obviously, I mean, probably far more important than football. But there is an industry in football here, and, and professional uh, football, and our clubs are going to need desperately need the money. But I mean, people making a case for restaurants to open up outdoors, um, for pubs. I think the takeaway points are only allowed from today. Um, that was a bit of a news for me because I know a few friends of mine have been getting takeaway points for quite some time. There's definitely <laughs> been takeaway points, like even up the road there for me. Yeah, the they've only been interpubs for the last six weeks. Well, I, I, I just heard on the radio this morning that they're only allowed until today, but anyway, that's <laughs> maybe it's sitting outside there. Area, I don't know. Anyway, I, 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 I don't know. I'm not. I'm not up to to, to date with the regulations. But um, anyway, uh, and I appreciate all these things are important, and they have a they, they have their lobby groups, and and they're pushing hard for it. And uh, the the big thing is, I mean, it it is safe to meet outside, and I I think watching football is one of the safest things. You can do and it's also got to be good for people's mental health because that's a huge issue that's not really being addressed because people are being locked up in their houses all day and it really would give uh, an escape for somebody to be able to go and watch football every week this is the iff tv podcast we just want to take a quick break to speak about our sponsors for this video and podcast team feedback as you can see in the image here, some of the clubs that Team Fipe has acquired, Shamrock Rovers being the main one so far. Team Fipe is an easy to use online payment platform that covers management and administration, finance, club development, communication, governance and COVID track and trace. Club administrators save hours of time with Team Fipe, save time on administration and finance. You can quickly confirm, decline and record attendance at club sessions and events. With a new database created, parents and players register with the system which in turn creates and builds a player database for the club. Team groups can be easily set up 
for easy access to data. Real-time transaction updates. Team Fipe keeps club administrators or team managers updated on processed payments, but also flags up incomplete transactions and automatically emails the payee to give notice of a future attempt. Team Fipe already works with over 1,000 leagues, clubs and academies and are growing all the time. Team Fipe is proud to be helping clubs across multiple sports. Team Fipe is free to use. It's free to install by all of their members. There are no hidden fees. There is no sign-up fee, no annual fee and no monthly membership fee. The processing fee. Team Fipe charge a very modest fee for any financial transaction that they process, similar to the bank or other credit card processor fees. Book your Zoom demo today at teamfipe.com or call on plus three five three one five two six seven four nine nine. This is the IFF TV podcast. Yeah, well, it's, it is. You know, football is a release for a lot of people to blow off the steam for say it's, it's been a hard week's work or whatever, or whatever as you just mentioned there, getting out of the house just for something to do. But to, to a lot of people, League of Ireland football. Football in general is there. It's it's all they know, and to have that taken away, it's it's very very tough. As I said, we're very lucky that we're in a position because we cover the games that we get to go to the games and we get to see the teams that we watch and you know support. Even though we have to stay impartial or whatever, we do get to go and watch them. And you know these people are sitting at home and have been sitting at home since last summer. You know it's coming. It's it's we're in. April now, uh, you know, very, very close to May and we're coming to nearly a year without fans, even after being let back in, Do you know, so something, something has to give, something has to change. And as you said, the clubs are going to need the money soon. And I'm, I am surprised that there's not been a bigger push to try figure out what's going on. And as you said there with the vaccines, you know, there should be more rewards to, to getting it. So when you get it, then you have, you know, you can travel, you can go to games, whatever it is. Uh, but as you said, there's nothing, there's nothing there that's making you go, Oh, well, I, well, I really want to get that. or I'm going to push the boundaries to get that. There's nothing there f- for you to, to want to get it. You know what I mean? Other than obviously being safe from COVID. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I mean, it's a, no, go on. Yeah, I was just going to say about the vaccine. Uh, the, the point I was making, we, we are probably here in Ireland, we're one of the most pro-vax countries in, in the EU. But we're probably the only ones that are not getting any benefit out of it because the government have been very, very conservative in what they're allowing vaccinated people to do. And I think they need to be careful in this because people are going to start saying, well, what's the point in getting the vaccine then if if you can't do anything? And... Uh, I think that's very dangerous because you go to countries like France, which I, I saw in studies that in Ireland was over 75% of the population said they take the vaccine in their arm in the morning straight away. In France, that figure was 27%. Now, it doesn't mean the rest of them wouldn't get the vaccine, but a lot of them were happier to wait and say, oh, we'll wait a few months and see what it's like and all this kind of thing. And uh, I think the government need to be very careful and to ensure that that sentiment remains and people are very keen and, and maybe get the vaccine out quicker as well. Yeah, I was yeah. just saying it to like one of my mates, it's something for me and Paul more so for our age group. I'm glad that like the way things are looking that it is going to be late in the year when we get it because we're then going to get rewards and benefits. I was saying it like to one of my mates, like what's the point of getting it now? Like when it doesn't change anything. You still 
have to live in your restrictions. I want to be like, get my vac vaccine as you do when you get any kind of good stuff or good news. It's go to the pub and have a point in comfort or be able to go to a match with your mates and have the crack and everything else like that. So it is very, very annoying. I say it has to be for older generations and people in that vulnerable category. But even just going back to the point of the attendance, I'm very surprised that League of Ireland clubs haven't kind of been more vocal and challenged the government a lot because the GA, in fairness, I mean, like at the end of the day, the players are amateur, so gate proceeds doesn't make any difference then. But they're always kind of on to it. Like this is far more important for the for the League of Ireland clubs to keep them afloat, to keep them going from week to week, to keep the players going from week to week as well. That they aren't kind of pushing the boat a little bit more. And like I think the League of Ireland has a way more cases than even the GA, and they're the ones pushing for a bit more. Because like we're in the elite sports status, so like surely to God that like we're allowed. Games are going on at the moment, there is and haven't gone on for the last three or four weeks. There's no reason why you shouldn't be letting a couple of fans in. And like I said, go with the, go with the science instead of this crap of coming out after every meeting or oh, four more weeks of this, and then we'll meet again to see how things are. Like they're just they're just lacking any kind of balls to make a decision, and they're just kind of almost afraid that like oh. Because we made a roadmap last year and it didn't work out, we're afraid it's going to go egg in our face again. Pretty much like Christmas, where I kind of feel now the government went against NEF at that time and they're, they won't even attempt to challenge them, I'd say, now at this stage. Yeah, that's just a real lack of leadership, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, it's, something has to change. But we're all sick of it. As a nation, I'd, I'd say we're all sick of it at this rate as well. And Gary made good points there about the vaccine and stuff like that. And just look, to be honest with you, like I wouldn't be trying to jump the queue on the vaccine or whatever. I, I, I'm actually just, I'm not even that bothered because you know, what do I get out of it? Other than being safe from COVID, you know what? what and I haven't got it yet. <laughs> Fingers crossed it don't, but, uh, do you know what I mean? This, for me, it's, it doesn't give me any benefit to, to, to want to go and get it or, you know, be ringing the doctor every day going, oh, yeah, here, what's the story? When I can, I, can I get this? Or how do I jump the wait list or whatever? I, I just wouldn't. You know, I'm happy to, to sit and wait, but, like, because there's no benefit of it, they should be starting to make more of a benefit for it, again, attending games or concerts or whatever they open up. Or, do you know what I mean? I'm just kind of sick of it at this rate. I'm sick of COVID at this rate. I think everybody is. Yeah. Um, it's just it, it's it's wrecking everybody's lives at the moment and has been for the last year and a bit now. Yeah, I think I very much echo that kind of point of view as well, Paul. Just I suppose Gary, do you have anything else maybe to to finish up? It's good to see what your football jersey on is kind of bring out a bit more of your kind of rant inside. Very very red, <laughs> uh, very red picture today, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's strange for me to support a red and white team in football. Um, obviously, Treaty United back in the the original colours of Limerick football going back to 1937, but I'm used to supporting a team in blue. But um, no, I mean, I'm I just desperate to see fans back in the ground. I think it would change the whole experience. As as Paul and yourself, Sir Ger, we've been privileged to get to games, but it really isn't the same without fans. And uh, I know the clubs desperately need the money, and th these are people's livelihoods. And... Um, I think there needs to be a look at the balance of the risk because there's risk at everything. I mean, if I sit in my car and, and, and drive down to the local supermarket, there's a risk involved. I mean, it could be involved, God forbid, being a car crash or something like that. But I mean, the, the, there are risks, but the risk of catching COVID outdoors is so small and there are huge benefits for... Uh, 
the economy, for people's mental health, uh, for people's jobs in allowing a lot more act, outdoor activity. And in particular, I mean, okay, we're desperate to see fans back at games, but I would, I, I think our young people need to, need to be allowed back to training and, and allowed back playing outdoor sports. And uh, I think it's, it's a shame that that has been shut down for so long. And, and Paul made the point of what Damien Duff said. Uh, and, and it's right, it's, it, that is going to have a huge impact in the future to our national team. God only knows what else that's going to have to the mental health of the nation's children as well. And sadly, these things are not done by science. That's the really, really frustrating thing because I can see why the pubs are closed, why the nightclubs are closed. Of course, that makes perfect, perfect sense. And there's all sorts of things. I mean, you saw where the, the cases, these people know the cases come from, but it's just too easy to have a blanket and just shut everything down and lock everyone up for a few months. Yeah, I think you've very much signed it off pretty well there, Paul, or Gary even, I should say. So um, let us know in the comments what you think yourself. Do you very much agree with us and think it's time to go to science? It's time to kind of phase fans back in where it's safe in the outdoor environment? Or are you on the side of the government and effort? I think we are right to play cautious and fingers crossed that this is leading all towards us better days and COVID being behind with the vaccination programme. Don't be afraid to let us know. Don't be also afraid to hit that like and subscribe button if you haven't already. And we'll be uh, back with you again very soon. Thanks for watching. The IFF TV podcast presented by Paul Nealon. Like, rate and subscribe.